0: Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange Podcast. Today I'm joined by Christopher Ole and Patrick to discuss the topic of developer burnout. Hi everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, the Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work away around the room with some instructions. Alea, I, I believe we're coming
1: to you first. Right. My name is Ole. I work uh, at DFDS as a front-end chapter lead. I've been uh, in different manager roles, uh, team lead, tech lead, and so on, but have landed on the, the chapter lead for now. I would say I'm a very uh, people-oriented uh, manager, and thereby much of what I go through and who I talk to is about how are people feeling, how is how's it going. And in, in that case, I found this uh, talk and discussion around developer burnout to be uh, an interesting topic um, to kind of uh, try to avoid it, both for, for my people's sake, but also for my own sake, I would say. So, so yeah, that's uh, very much what I'm looking forward to in these discussions. Excellent. Great to have you on there, AOLA. Uh, next up, it's Patrick.
2: Yeah, um, so I'm Patrick. I'm uh, the iOS chapter lead in boost.com. Been there for a year now. Been a uh, chapter lead um, close to two years as well. Um, I'm not directly an HR manager, but I do have the occasional one-on-one, so I do have to keep an eye out if one of the developers are feeling burnout, right? Um, and that's why I also think this is a very relevant talk right because burnout is not a joke not for me not for anyone in the team um so i really want to learn what i can learn from any of these guys uh there might be some golden nuggets here and there a lot of nodding heads there so i'm expecting good things
0: Uh, and great to have you here again patrick so uh next over to christopher who uh it was the i suppose the architect behind the the idea around this uh he wanted to discuss developer burnout um, so I'll hand over to him to do a quick
3: introduction. Thank you very much, Sam. And thank you very much for having me once again on, uh, on the podcast. It's been a pleasure the other time. So I hope but nothing for a pleasure this time around as well. Um, so since last time, actually, I've just started a, a new position at a company called Sperry, uh, which delivers green energy for electrical vehicles, uh, primarily in Denmark, but we're also approaching some other markets as well. Uh, so it's been very new for me this is my second week I I started here Uh, before that I was with uh, radio solutions where my partner uh, Alexander has also been on a podcast Um, and the reason why I Uh, have chosen a a new opportunity since last time is uh, because uh, I wanted to try some new opportunities and also try to get some more experience for some more senior people to really uh, develop my skills more so very very excited about it but not too much to say uh, for now since it's been a very short time but so far it's been it's been very great. Glad to hear that mate. Well now that
0: we've established the context around each of you let's move into the topic in focus. You'll have a couple of questions or a statement around developer burnout, and as usual, we'll go around the room. You'll pose your questions to the individuals on here, your reasons behind it, uh, and then you'll we'll have an opportunity to give your take on that situation. And Christopher, uh, I believe we're starting with your first one here. Uh, you wanted to ask the other guests working in a startup or a high-paced company uh quickly cause developer burnout in stressful times and situations, what can developers do to themselves uh, to ensure that they stay energized? I'll come to you to give context if you can, and then we'll pass around the room.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, no matter if it's a, a, a startup or, you know, just a smaller company in general. And, and, you know, whether you are a developer working on it, or you're one of the co-founders, or, or one of the, you know, shareholders of the company, I think, uh, at least also in my own experience, you have to, you know, wear many different hats and take on, you know, more responsibility than a developer in, in, a, in a large company. And I think for, for some people that can be uh, very stressful because I think in terms of building a product and doing a lot of technical stuff, you have to dive really deep down in order to maximize your productivity and deliver the best possible outcome. Uh, and then also when you're at a startup, you have other area responsibilities as well, which may you know cause people to be stressed or work overtime. Um, so my question was more in terms of what can you do uh, in order to, to prevent that? Excellent question.
0: And Ole, I think we're coming to you first with this one, then
1: Yeah. I uh, Well, I thought a bit about this question uh, in advance, I would say. Um, and, of course, I think the most important part of what I see is that everybody has different working styles, different working pace, and it's it's really not a one-size-fits-all in, in this case. Um, so from my perspective, uh, I use a lot of time, uh, with the different people and figuring out how they work best uh, we have a a thing we call sustainable pace uh so trying to figure out how do people work some people are very energized in the morning and start fresh at uh, seven and uh, some developers might think that uh, 10 or 11 is a more appropriate time to uh, to be working and even the evening work right uh, so I think it it's it sounds very easy to figure out a routine and figure out how people work, but but in in fairness, it is very much up to figuring out the individual uh, pace at the individual environment what suits people and what is is, is uh, possible. I would say because of course in in a startup there's always a lot going on as you said, Christoph, Christopher. A lot of hats. You might be needing to do this one day and another thing the the next, um, and and that can be difficult to navigate around. Um, so so for my sake, I would say it's a lot about figuring out the processes and and maybe setting a good spirit and good tone from the beginning, um, especially if it is startup and not. Yeah, even though there's a lot to do, not expecting the uh, the what can't be done by by most people, right? Having kind of figuring out where to uh, put the priorities and and the energy. Fantastic, the and Patrick, anything to add?
2: Um, I think I have to agree with the with uh, Um, that it's when when you talk about having a startup, a lot of it is fast paced, right? Because some of them are running on. Uh, investment money and stuff like that and they do have a tight deadline um so what i think they can do the most to stay energized is is asking for help from the company right you have to have this kind of open feedback culture <laughs> excuse me open feedback culture right where where you are able to to talk about the hurdles you might encounter with whatever type you're, you're you're engaging with Right. So if, if you do have a setback, if this isn't prioritized well, if, 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 if things are just not going as it should be, right, you should be able to talk with the CTO or whoever, like your, your immediate manager, to figure stuff out. Because if you just keep on getting pressure, you, you, you will lose that energy very, very quickly, right? So, so I mean, they, they can't do much themselves, like a, a great culture of course, like Ul uh, said, but also having that culture of feedback and making sure that you have that reaction to that feedback in, in a positive way. I think that's, uh, that's Alpha Omega.
0: Fantastic. Two fantastic answers there, Christopher. What Anything to add on your side?
3: I think those were some, some very, some very great points. So I think, uh, that was, you know, about the same that that I was going to say, uh, maybe just to elaborate a little bit, I think definitely about the clear communication and, you know, maybe more, uh, you know, less hierarchical and more of a flat structure uh, is also very good in terms that people feel more valued, uh, the developers do as well. And then something else, which I know also relates a little bit to my second question. Is also having uh, you know some tasks that deviates a little bit from doing the the, the regular just uh, you know code monkey kind of work. Uh, in terms of that, you can do some something that's uh, related to development, uh, but maybe not related so much to the domain. Because I think also in in my uh, in my perspective, that's also something that can cause you to burn out. You know, just doing working in the same domain, doing the same thing over and over again. So maybe if you have some developers that are more interested in doing some open source projects or maybe doing some, some tools that can help uh, your, your team or do something else that just deviates a little bit from, from the regular work uh, can also be a, a very good idea because it keeps the productivity up, um, but it you know it, it provides a little bit of balance in, in what you do. Um, and then yeah, just listening to your employees or listening to your other developers, you know, if they want to do maybe, uh, they're tired of doing you know pull requests or code reviews they want to do something a little bit more hands-on and you can maybe listen to them and see what kind of motivations they have and try to fit that into the entire work scheme i think it's a it's, it's a good idea and it's a recipe for for more success and, and less burnout in general
0: sounds a lot like hackathon or something like that christopher that you
3: were mentioning yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly
0: exactly well anything else to add guys before we move on to the next one Awesome. Well, a me go over to your first question. How do you keep your employees at a comfortable distance when it comes to opening up? And how close are we allowed to go with that? Uh, and then kind of another question on the back was, what do you do to actively check in with your employees to get a sense of how they're feeling regularly? And how do you use that information to burnout burnout, stress? More? you know, catch it before it becomes a real problem. Onto you to give it a bit of context there.
1: Yeah, I think one of the parts that I at least saw on the corona where everybody was from home was that it was difficult to check in with people and check, as I say, how they're really feeling, how are they really doing. Because everybody can sit behind a screen and say, Oh yeah, I'm doing fine and you can basically get the same if you ask a person. As I said in the beginning, I'm I'm very much a people oriented person. So stepping up to someone and trying to get these answers can be difficult, especially if you are well, I'm very outgoing not all developers are. Uh, and it might be uh, a bit intimidating for someone who's a bit introvert or a bit secluded that I step up and say, okay, how are you doing? Please tell me your life story and, uh, and let me know what's going on in your life right now, right? So it's kind of like, how far can we go? What What is, as I say, a, a comfortable distance, right? It's not too Step into somebody's sphere, and they will say, "Oh, I'm stepping off. You're getting too close." The great question, Patrick. Over to you. I think for the first one.
2: Yeah, uh, and I agree. It is. Uh, it is a great question. <laughs> it's a very complex question as well. Um, I I think the the short answer for me would be as far as the employee will allow us to go. Right. Uh, you can't really go further than those boundaries. But in terms of you know seeking those boundaries out. I think it, it it it's a lot about figuring out that person's passion in terms of what they are doing in the company as well. Are they a people person as well? You will probably hear a lot about that person's life during lunch if you're doing uh, that together, right? Or if you have a person that's really in love with the tech you're you're working on right now, you you have that opening right there, right? And you can you can kind of have that have that as a go to right to to figure out how people are doing because people I, I, a lot of the introverts you you were talking about they really care about the tech part uh, as far as I, my uh, experience goes right so so you can you can really talk about that and how do you think we're moving in that direction are we doing well enough do you have some ideas we can do there right and i think that is good enough for me to know how, how well that person is doing, right? If that person is not that passionate about that specific thing anymore, or it could be stocks or whatever, right? I know there might be something uh, brewing, right? So, so it could be there. Of course, those person might not wanting to talk about family or anything else, but that specific to- topic, you know, you, you, you can, uh, yeah, you, you, you can use that information to figure out how far they are from burnout or how well they're doing right now. Um, yeah.
3: I think there was uh, some some great points and also a, a very great question. And I also definitely liked what you said, Ole, uh, regarding the fact that, you know, corona has definitely changed the way that we work, especially in tech, uh, because I think right now it's much more common to be, uh, you know, remote. And then there's also been a lot of talk now that, at least a lot of the large tech companies are, you know, pushing people to come, you know, to be more on-site and to come back more into the office, which I think can be can be a good thing for a lot of people, but I know a lot of people also dislike that uh, a lot. Uh, so I think it, it's a very difficult thing overall, you know, navigating individual, individual motivational factors for a lot of developers in terms of what the company wants and what kind of culture uh, the company has. Uh, so I think that, uh, as also, uh, you mentioned, Patrick, that it's a lot about individual motivation. There are some people who are introverted, extroverted. How, how do you navigate that? Uh, which I think is, you know, I don't think there's a recipe in doing it perfectly. It's more about learning the individual person and then, you know, finding out what, what they want. And I don't think they will always tell you that sometimes you have to figure it out yourself. If you're in a, in a leadership position. Uh, but I think it can also come down to other things other than just personal factors. For example, what kind of role they have if they're a front-end developer, back-end developer, maybe they're also a tech lead and they're having issues with some of their employees and then you know it reflects on them negatively in, in a sort of way. Um, so I think it's, it's actually pretty difficult both finding out you know, uh, the, the personal stuff and navigating that as well as the, as the technical stuff as well. Um, but I think, luckily, in a, in a lot of uh, cases, uh, even though there's a lot of different types of developers and a lot of like individuals that, that may be harder to communicate with, I think one of the positive things is that you always have technical stuff to discuss, right? And I think often that can be like a platform to have a more open communication. If you're with someone and you don't really know, you know, you can't really get them to open up, or you can't really get a dialogue going, always speak about something technical and then I think in that case most developers will, will open up and I think in my case that's definitely been the case you know speaking with other developers even if you don't really have you know at least initially any kind of uh, personal things in common or personal interest in common if you can speak about some, some technical stuff I think you can definitely. Uh, let that be kind of like a, a pathway to to get to know other people as well. So I think that's one of the beautiful things about tech is that it's it's kind of niche in that a lot of people you know use it, a lot of people are consumers of tech, but they don't really understand how it works, you know, behind the scenes. Um, so I think that's one of the beautiful things about tech is that you know no matter what type of person you are, you always have that common ground, which is you can speak about. a uh, what programming language is best or what framework is is better than the other and then you can talk about hours and hours for that so i think that that that's definitely hey, one of the things that i want to mention is that that's kind of like uh m- making the best middle ground to uh to really establish a, a good relationship and a good culture is so that you can always have that technical discussion if you if you want other things to say i can't get people to open
2: up yeah and no, I, th- I think you're really hitting the nail because it's not only about you know it's it's also about the culture i think culture is so important right if you get into a team and you see that the culture is and i i mentioned that before right open feedback culture if it is like giving feedback telling people about okay this is this is how i'm doing with this uh task i'm working with right now it, it gets easier to to talk about stuff right and it should go both both ways, both for uh, people in the team tell me please tell me what what i'm doing uh, that wrong or good so i can improve or continue doing stuff right so if you, if you have that if you have that culture you you can keep on asking or you can get an easier way into how people are feeling right it's it, it feels more natural if if the culture is already there um yeah excellent thanks Christopher and patrick
0: I don't
1: know, have you got anything to add to those uh, great answers? Oh, I, I uh, well, I actually agree much about the, both the culture and the individual approach. Um, I, as I said, uh, with the, with my people-oriented approach, uh, it sometimes helps me and it sometimes gets me into trouble. Uh, in a sense that I I I, well, I can be too friendly at times, and other times I have to be the manager that says, uh, "Oh no, this is what we're doing." Right. So it's also about Figuring out that culture and figuring out the individual and, and saying, okay, where do we meet? What's the common ground? And, and how can we talk about either of difficult things or uh, how do we approach each other? Right? So thank you. Yeah. Excellent, guys.
0: Well, one thing I wanted to, I suppose, add on to the back of that is from a manager's perspective, is it changing now? That I suppose the younger developers need uh, a different approach than perhaps the ones that have been well-established. Um, just from a, perhaps a generational thing? Is that something that comes into it?
1: I think there is, in, in my sense, I would say there's a kind of a misconception around this. Uh, I think there is... Uh, some would state that the younger generation might be a bit pampered or might want to have it their way. Um, and, and I think it's it's uh, kind of a wrong way of looking at it. Um I think they 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 are very eager uh, to learn. At least the ones that I have uh, around the beginning of the twenties and and so on. And they really want to learn a lot of stuff. And and I can understand that if it it doesn't move fast enough, you want to do something else, right? And and not all companies are ready for for that quick a pace. Uh, so I think that's that's very much up to the culture again and the managers to say, okay, what can we do to support. Them because in general we we want them to uh, come in and do a uh, great work and and stay at our company, right? We don't want them to uh, oh maybe the as they say the grass is greener on the other side. Maybe the saying should be the grass is greenest where you water it, right? So if you support them and help them, they will grow within the company, right? That's one of my favorite sayings. Actually, it's not always green on the other side. It's
0: most greenest where you water it. Sure. Uh, Patrick, you had your hand up there. Did you want anything to add? No, I, I think uh, all of said Uh perfectly. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, guys, thank you for a great question. On to Patrick's first question of the podcast. You also know in established companies, there is often a well-defined career ladder with limited opportunities for advancement at each level. And that obviously continues as you go up. How do you ensure that your most talented and ambitious developers remain engaged and avoid burnout in their current positions, or they wait for the next opportunity for growth progression within your organization? Patrick, over to you for some context, if we need any.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, um, in, in, in most companies, you see these. Um, especially, I think in 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 the software world, right? You have you have a lot of seniors. And they're shuffling around to figure out where they can find the next next opportunity, right? Um, and at some point they're just stagnating, um, and 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 you don't really want to lose them because they're seniors for a reason, right? Most of them are at least. So so how, how do we how do we make sure to keep them there even though we don't have necessarily a. a a next level ready for them
3: right uh, i think it's a it's a great uh, it's a great question and definitely something uh, that's that's uh, it's i think it's very difficult to to give like one specific answer for it because i think it depends a lot on the company obviously i, I can say from my own experience when i was at uh, at pwc which i think is also which i was really happy for because i learned a lot about how the corporate world works and i learned about a lot of different domains because it's a company that's not primarily focused on on doing tech. Um, but I know, for example, that they have a very uh, clear definition of how the, the corporate ladder works, right? Because they have all the, the same steps in all departments, no matter if it's IT or accounting or what it is. And then you can speak to a manager and you can set a realistic goal that, you know, in two years I want to be here. Or well, then, you know, your goals are you need to do this and this and this. You need to have, you know, this amount of hours that's paid by the, by the client or you need to have, you know... Be involved in these kind of projects i think in those kind of companies uh, that are more corporate it's uh, it's it's pre- pretty clearly defined and then if you want to be part of it you can um whereas i think a lot of companies that are you know primarily tech companies maybe don't have such a clear uh, corporate ladder at least definitely for the the smaller the smaller companies uh, where it's more you know it's it's more loose because it's uh, generally more more flat uh, flat structure they have um, so I think it, in those cases, it's probably better to speak to a manager or who who's above you. And then I think, you know, just be more transparent about it and say, you know, my goals are to achieve this and this. What can we do together? What can I do? How can I contribute to the company, the team in order to ensure that my, my goals are met? Um, and that's I think if you're a more extroverted person or you're a more direct person, that's that's very easy to do. But I understand for a lot of developers, it's not, a, it's not that simple, right? You can't just go to your manager and expect him to, to, to lay out a clear pathway for you uh, to get to wherever you want to go. You have to be, you know, curious yourself and learn about what kind of structure, what kind of team am I in? Is the, the kind of position that I want? Is that even available for me here, or am I just going to be stuck in the same position uh, all the time? So I think from the individual's perspective. You know, I think it's it's important to try to be as transparent as possible. Uh, but of course, also be willing to put into work or to be adaptable to, to change in order to provide the most amount of value for the company. And then from the comp- company's point of view, I think it's also, you know, transparency is also a, an important aspect and ensure that if you have some developers and you see that they're perfectly suited for, for that role and you don't really see them progress or go to any other place, uh, you know, I think it's better to be transparent about it because I think that's also why a lot of good, uh, a lot of big companies they lose a lot of the developers because they might have a, a very clear motivation that they want to work for the most prestigious companies or they want to have the most amount of compensation. Um, and if you can't, you know, let that person progress inside the company, they will find another company where they can do that, um, given that they have the skills to do that actually. Um, so I think the the main point for, for my end is just that transparency from both ends, you know, gives the best possible guidelines. Uh, and if not, that's where you know you know uh, issues can arise. And also the, the these type of developers that often change companies. Uh, I know there's a lot of developers who do that also because they they feel that they might get a better offer where they get paid more, and then they they, they shift around every you know five to five to six months or, or so. Um, and I think that that can be a, a good thing uh, if you, if that's what you're looking for. But I think in the long term, stay staying with a with a good company, uh, and you know, le- learning the culture and knowing the domain you're working with, you know, that, I think that can also benefit both the company and also benefit yourself in terms of that you really get time to to dive deep down into the product. You get to take some ownership and also you get to develop your skills.
1: Yeah, I. <clears throat> If I were to weigh in on this, um, I often experience that many developers don't necessarily want to step up on a ladder. Uh, many developers are very happy about where they are. They, in, in quotations, just want to code and just want to do what they're good at. Um, and and I think um, much of it is about responsibility and, and figuring out where where are where am I good in this company? And as you said, uh, Christopher, uh, about curiosity, also figuring out like what, what are my uh, abilities? Where am I good? And is it stepping up into a, maybe a manager role or into something like a tech lead or whatever it could be? Uh, or am I more suited for uh, being a mentor for the new guys that comes in and being the guy that you go to because I've been here for a couple of years or a number of years and, and know the domain, know the company, know how we work, um, and in that way really help uh, in, in that sense. I think, of course, there's there's always the money money thing, right? It, it will always be a thing, and even though you do as, as best as you can and supply, uh, supply with the... Uh, Uh, great benefits and a decent canteen with good food and whatnot you can have, Um, there will always be the thing where like, okay, but I think I am doing great. Why can't I get more money in this tier? I think uh, what what we are discussing a lot about here at DFDS is that we kind of want to have uh, a model where you can grow, even though you don't step up the ladder. You can kind of like expand your territory and figure out where do you want to go? What is the next step, like you say, in, in two years, in one year, in five years, uh, if you want to go that far ahead? I think a lot of changes will happen in five years, so you might not be the same place when you get there. Um, but, but there is... There are many possibilities and and our area as developers are expanding so quickly and there are so many new options all the time. So so for most people, you can have one direction one day and say, okay, but actually, oh, this new thing sounds interesting. Maybe if we get that in, we can go in that direction. Um, So I think in a sense, you can grow without stepping up on a ladder, so to speak. But you, of course, have to, from the company side, figure out how can you then uh, either monetize that growth or make sure that the people feel appreciated and think that they, okay, it really is something to grow even though I'm not going for a manager role or going for a lead role of of some sort.
2: So what if they were going for...
1: Sorry, could you, if they were going for the manager role,
2: uh huh, or the team lead role, or the chapter lead role, right? Well, how how would you accommodate that? Uh,
1: yeah, that's actually a good question. I think in in many companies, as I have been in, uh, well, the manager level that I've been at is like a tech lead or chapter lead, uh, and that means that the one I'm managing would basically have to take my spot, or a similar spot either for another team or for another. Uh, uh, I haven't had much of those I would say most most people I have transitioned into another or manager role has become well it has been because they wanted to step into a different area Uh, uh, so I can't answer for the part where they wanted to be the same as me But if they wanted to go for a PO or for a more UX-oriented position or even go into, let's say, security or or something else, that is kind of a bit different. I think in in that case, you can help and support them. Or what I have done is, is to say, okay, this is what I'm doing in my role and let me put you in contact with others at that level where you want to be and in that role to kind of Talk things out, and figure out if that is really the way they want to go, and then figure out how to get there.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I mean that uh, both of uh, both of your answers sounds uh, perfectly uh, reasonable. Um, and and I think a little bit of what we're doing at least in in Boost is is having the a conversation, right? What What do you want, right? And then let's figure it out together. It sounds like uh, it's the same thing at the D F T S, right? Or like, is, is this necessarily where you want, or do you want to go somewhere else? How can we utilize your abilities to the max? Um, and I I, I I totally agree, and I, I also think that's a, an approach that we we were using. Um, but I guess I keep circling back, right? It, 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 you have to talk about, you have to be open about what you want. You have to tell everyone what you want, and then trust your surroundings, your needs, that that they will have that will help you to go whichever direction you want and that will uh, that will only happen if you water the grass you're standing on right so (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i think we're going to keep returning to that quote more and more (laughs) that's a great question patrick thank you for that backgrounds full circle to christopher's second question Looking at large tech corporations like Google, they've created initiatives like the 80-20 rule, which Christopher's going to come tell us about, um, which allows all employees to dedicate 80% of their time to core projects, 20% of their time to innovation. Can initiatives like this prevent burnout or are there other alternatives like higher compensation, more vacation, paid time, et cetera, et cetera? Christopher, before we pass it around, as always, I'm going to come to you, mate.
3: Absolutely. Uh, i thought this was a was an interesting point or interesting thing to bring up because i know a, a lot of uh, tech corporations especially large tech corporations implement uh you know at least something that's similar to this kind of uh concept where you have some time that's spent on doing uh you know not necessarily uh, you know the main product uh, but doing something that's related to tech uh, but still productive in a way so it could be you know making some some kind of like poc uh for the company that maybe they want to try out which is your own idea or doing make some kind of uh, tool that can you know improve productivity of the team or something in that regard and it's actually also something that we do at my own company spirit where we have what's called self-initiative days so there's a few days a month where you can spend a uh, day you know, doing something that's your own initiative. Of course, you have to uh, you have to align with your with your manager uh, regarding this. But I think it's it's actually a, a really great idea because, especially in terms of burnout, uh, you know, you could consider it maybe as part of like a, a company benefit. Uh, but I think actually the company itself can also benefit from it because you you have some some time where the developers can use the creativity a little bit more. They're not. You know, they don't have so many guidelines. They can they can do whatever they want to do uh, in in some regard, and they can also work with maybe some new technologies or a new programming language that they want to try out. So, uh, what 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 is your guys' opinion about that? Uh,
1: well, I can take that one. Or I'll start with that one. Um, I think initiatives like this are great, and and so I I really love them. Uh, I think uh, most companies where I've seen it um, has a tendency to uh, well, it, it's not a thing you can measure, right? Typically, and it, and it's kind of a thing where at least POs would say, oh, well, now we again have to take time off our busy schedule and let the developers do something different. Uh, but I think I think a lot of developers love that and and learn a lot a lot from that. And I, I investigated a bit around Google's model back in the day. And and they did it because when you utilize, well, they do, they do have this, when you say you utilize all of your time for a project or for the developing, uh, your productivity or your scope would kind of go into a G-form curve. So the more time you use or the more you utilize, the harder it gets to stay focused as they concentrate and get things shipped. Uh, so when they cutting it at the 80% and saying, okay, we, you actually have 20% time, that cuts a lot of the J-curve away and say, okay, we're we are not pressuring people as much. So that was kind of their initiative for this. Um, and I think in, in that way, it releases a lot of pressure. So you, don't, you know that you have time... Uh, to, to slack, if you want to call it that, uh, so so you don't, you never push your projects or your time schedule to be fully 100% booked, because then you wouldn't have time for, for whatever comes next. I also know uh, a lot of companies have built in different measures so that you have a certain percentage of time for maintenance, for instance. Uh also, to give this better feeling that, that not everything has to run at a fast pace and we have to deliver new things, new features, changes, everything just has to, to be put in uh, on a very short time schedule. Um, I think for for your question, um, I think if you do it well or if you get a company to do this well and, and get the culture around that this is actually, it's okay to take the 20%, time uh, and do and use it for whatever it might be and some you of course a company can set restrictions which Google also had done later in the day and said okay we can't you can't just do anything right you can't build a spaceship that goes just for the fun of it right uh but but I think you can really get people motivated in this sense that they, they can really say okay I need to invest I want to investigate this new framework or I want to play around with uh, 3D animations because it could be fun if we had something on our website or whatnot. So I think in many sense it would give a a whole other picture for people if they knew, oh I have some time and maybe I won't do it every week maybe I only manage to do it every other week but it's still some time where I know I'm doing something special that I can dive into. I
2: am... I think you you were close to uh, describing Boost, uh, at least the app part um, or the the app, um, uh, yeah, uh, the app developers, right? Because we 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 are doing something like this every other week. We have a full day of doing whatever you want, right? And it's it's called research day, and I I think it's a uh, it's a great motivator and it's it's a great. It's, it's a great way to... We're, we're doing it at the end of a sprint, right? So it's a great way to, to stop the sprint and don't develop sprint burnout, if you may, right? Um, and just do something, at least for the app guys, some technical stuff to do some POCs, learn new stuff and just come out. And sometimes we present them. Sometimes we keep using more research day to actually develop some stuff or... Sometimes some of the developers have a great idea to do some um, optimizations in the app. Uh, I think we cut off some uh, some startup time at at some point. Like that was a research day thing, right? So it, it's it's a really nice thing to just um, just do what you want to, and it it has to be productive in some in some sort of way, right? But but it's. It, for me, I think it's a very good idea, and it's one of the initiatives uh, that that I'm very fond of that we have in, in Boost. We also have some something called educational um, meeting, right, where we spend uh, we, we we eat some lunch together. That's once a, once a month, and then we educate ourselves as a group that way uh, on some cool stuff I did over here. Is at least the new thing over here, right? So, so we kind of get together and eat some food and educate ourselves, and that's not a full day, but but it depends on the uh, topping, right? So, for me, that I think it works, uh, and I I see people are using it uh, a lot. Sometimes we do have some, we ha- we do have some business spillover, we do have deadlines, right? But for the most part, like um, it works uh, at least for us. I just wanted to, uh, to f-
1: feedback, I would uh, give a uh, big kudos for the presentation part. I think that is one of the things that we are missing to, I think a, a very big part of it is to say, okay, I learned something new, right? Or I, I tried this out and really spread the knowledge and uh, and help others Saying, oh yeah, that was a cool thing to do. Let, I will, I will I also want to try something like that. I think that is a big thing. Uh, thank you, Patrick. Uh, well, uh, that is noted in my book. Love that. There's the golden nuggets we were talking about earlier. Christopher, over to you
0: to add anything to your own question.
3: Uh, I, it, I, it was really uh, interesting hearing about how uh, how this is already implemented in, in one way or another, both for... Uh, Boost in in uh, DFDS. I think that's uh, that's really great to hear. I can't say so much about how we do it at, at Spring because I've only been here for such a short time. Uh, but what I've seen and what I've heard from the, the other developers that are here is that you know we have a specific tech stack. I think most companies do unless it's a huge fan company or something like that. Uh, so I think in in my own personal experience what I would definitely like to do is of course both get a get a break from working in in sprint faced as uh, as you mentioned, Patrick in also just working in uh, in some different uh, technologies you know because i think when you get used to working in a certain technology and doing things a certain way you also feel that burnout uh, a little bit quicker so i think working on a different project and saying hey now i want to make this project in in rust or in python or, or whatever is different from from what you're currently doing is a it's a re- really great initiative um, so i think that uh, it sounds like you both hit the, the nail on the head in, uh, yeah, that, that's great to hear. That's a great inspiration.
0: Fantastic, guys. Well, the next question from early a bit of a follow-on actually uh, from the 80-20 rule and um, basically asking how can managers ensure that this 20% time given to employees does not become a source of stress itself or an additional task on their agenda and how can they encourage employees to use that time on new and different projects rather than just their daily tasks? Ali to come to you as always
1: yeah i think it, it's part of what i'm seeing right that that you're giving the opportunity to use your 20 percent time but nobody is forcing you to to do it actually uh, and i think in in some cases of course as as patrick mentioned there is uh, deadlines there are things that so you can't maybe use the time at that point um but i think for for many uh, what i'm seeing is that that it just becomes oh another part of the list, right? Oh yeah, it would be really great. But I also have this one I really want to finish on my daily tasks, right? And and it's kind of like figuring out that incentive to say, okay, what, what can we how can we encourage this? How can we use this as a company? Um and how can we really make it a, a benefit for the for the developers to actually spend that time.
2: Yeah, I mean, for for me and, and for what I do uh, in terms of research day and boost, right, uh, I I have a, I made sure to book all of the developers for a full day so absolutely no one can book them uh, for meetings. That's not allowed. And I think that's also communicated out. Of course, if there's something that's high prior, let's do it. But, but as a general rule, right, the... the the calendar is booked uh, from from the moment you start to the moment you you go home. We use Slack in Slack. I have set up a reminder thing. It's research day. You can do what you want. Um, and I tend to go around on Fridays as well and say, "Hey guys, there's research day. What what are you doing uh, this time around? Uh, or oh, you're not doing anything. Uh, you you haven't. What about this idea? I, I usually have a few ideas in my own head." That I really want to spin off, but uh, I know as a t- chapter lead, I probably won't get the time to do any of it, right? I I am not as good as using research day as I should. Um, but then I spin off my ideas to those guys as well, and I even think we have a Confluence page where um where we're putting these ideas up as well, right? So, you 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 can't get around that. Sometimes it's I just need to finish this one task uh, in my sprint, right? But I think just having fun with it coming with good ideas maybe having a casual talk about it that I think that helps right and there's a lot of new technologies popping up as well saying hey what about learning this 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 would be great uh, it, it could even maybe it could be fun to have in that project you're working on right oh yeah yeah that's right uh, let, let me let me see if I can spin something up right because then then you kind of slowly massage it into to like it's still daily work but 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 we're still researching right and that, that's like that's the gist of it have fun
3: and and see where it goes i definitely like what uh, what you said uh, patrick uh, about you know also taking some initiative as a as a leader or, or a manager to also you know engaging the uh, the developers uh, a little bit more because i can definitely see uh that I think for a lot of people when they when they get some time given where they can maybe control their own time a little bit more they may be not so used to it so they don't know what to actually do with it so I think it's great that you know you as a leader take some more initiative and come up with your own ideas um, yeah. and also to to bring it back a little bit and just say that I think the the idea of having this 20% or you know these kind of initiatives to the developers control their own time a little bit more um, in regards to just giving them higher compensation or some other kind of benefits, I think from a company's perspective, it's also that you invest in the developers a little bit more. You don't just say you can take a day off and go to Phillip parking and enjoy the sun. Uh, it's more about the, you can actually use this time to to develop your skills and maybe something you, you would otherwise do. And I think this uh, this is definitely investing in your in your employees and your developers, and it can also improve. Uh, engagement, because I think uh, a little bit in uh, in uh, in extension of what you said, Patrick, you can also bring up some some maybe some new discussions, some new ideas about some different technologies that you maybe you wouldn't normally use, and then all of a sudden you you think like this could actually benefit uh, this in in this thing we have in our own system in a way. Uh, so I think that having this uh, kind of thing about you know just having a more open dialogue and discussing ideas more freely. It's definitely uh, a, a great thing. And I think it also comes back to the fact that you have more of an open forum. So even if you're a junior developer, maybe not uh, as young as, as experienced as some of the, the older guys, you know, may, maybe they, they know some some better technologies. They know Rust or Next.js or whatever the, the next big thing might be. And then they can they can bring their input uh, to the com- to the discussion and the conversation and uh, and really bring it uh, to the next level.
0: Fantastic question there, Ole. We're going to come back round to yourself. Uh, if you've got an answer to that, your question.
1: Yeah, I think it was a uh, great answers for both. Uh, and I really love the uh, the the manager part of stepping in and making sure that they're actually doing that because I think I think that is maybe what is needed uh, in a sense and and it definitely it will uh, will also show that that you as a manager care and you want to invest in them and you want to kind of make them. Uh, grow and and be a part of of this uh, journey uh, and learn new things right so thank you for both yeah thank you uh well guys on to our last question
0: um, which is patrick's and i know we've covered a few initiatives but um he wants to know what are some of the initiatives you use to keep your developers from burnout and and why choose
2: those initiatives patrick i'll come to you first yeah i mean i it's a simple question right i it, Different companies do different stuff for the developers, right? And they uh, it could be a questionnaire or it could be research day. It could be something simple as, uh, not simple, but a hackathon, right? I mean, it would just be nice to know uh, what are you guys doing out there for the developers to, to make sure that, that everything's great. It could even just be the one-on-ones, right? Uh, because that's also one of the things,
3: um, Yeah. Uh, I think all, we've already discussed a, a lot of great uh, initiatives uh, already, um, especially the ones about you know doing some some more research uh, kind of projects or spending your time doing some things that you maybe want to do technically as a as a developer. I think also one thing uh, which is maybe not as much as an initiative, more of a general thing uh, that I can definitely feel in, in my team coming into a new company uh, that I think has been really really good for me is that. Uh, You know, of course, it depends on company to company. What kind of stakeholders you have? In some, you have scrum masters, uh, product owners, uh, project managers, external clients, whatever it may be. But I think just having a a clear communication between uh, the stakeholders and the developers itself, and also having uh, you know some kind of uh, role that can maybe have the more direct uh, contact with the with the clients or the stakeholders, and then also has you know, some kind of technical knowledge, not that they need to be the new Linus Torvalds or anything, uh, but but just has the uh, technical perspective enough to actually communicate that down to the developers. Uh, because I think uh, that that's definitely one thing that can cause a lot of uh, developer burnout is that the developer often has direct uh, contact to the stakeholders and then they have to do a lot of communication, they have to do a lot of meetings and a lot of interpretation. And they it, it, that takes the focus away from from the more technical parts. So I think having a good team composition uh, where you have like clear roles and the developers can focus on doing what they actually want to do uh, is one of the biggest things in terms of keeping motivation high. and
1: I think I can uh, maybe follow up a bit on that. Um, I think uh, aligning between managers is actually a very important thing, um, and and not just well we have multiple chat leads that are, have either back end or front end. Uh, but aligning between the front end chat leads is, is a very important thing to to kind of say that we are going in the same direction. We are inspiring the same way we are talking about the same things, right? Knowledge sharing and so on. But what, what I do uh, love the most uh, around uh, taking off on people besides the, the, the initiatives we have talked about is actually having a meeting on the different teams, with the the product owner, for instance, and the scrum master, and getting their insights to how are people doing, what what are they doing on a daily basis, what are you hearing at uh, retrospectives, uh, and and what is the feedback for the teams. Um, I, I should mention that that I have uh, different teams on in different roles, so I'm not part of their all of them's everyday life. I. I uh, I sit with them a couple of times a week, all of the teams, but um, but yeah, I'm not part of the the daily discussions. Uh, so for me, it's it's very much about communication and gathering insights to how people are doing, uh, and and I really love uh, one-on-ones and going on walk-in talks and getting a different angle from people to say, well, if you're outside of the office, if you're out in the sun. Uh, you kind of talk about different things. You don't talk about work as much. You talk about, oh, how's it going with other home front? Uh, my daughter has a recital uh, tomorrow or whatever it could be, right? You kind of open up in a different way. And that, that gives me at least a big insight in how are people doing. Uh, because if they are very quiet at those meetings, that typically means something is off, right? Uh so, so so, for my sake, it's very much the communication um, that is a, a big factor of figuring out uh, how to, well, where people are at least.
2: Yeah, I, I guess for, for my sake, um, I don't have pre-scheduled one-on-ones. I take them ad hoc uh, if, if I see, uh, because we also have team leads that are doing that. And uh, my, uh, my director is also handling one-on-ones. So for me, it's more if I spot something I'll see if I can uh, help out, uh but I think that's one of the core initiatives that every company should have, right? um And then for like, for me, it's it's also a lot about doing stuff together and really make sure that we are feeling as a team. Because if you're just throwing people in there like arbitrarily and say you have to work together now, like the chemistry might not be there, right? You you have we have to acknowledge that developers—they're people as well. So we have to manage people, uh, people's skills, and we have to um, me- make sure that people can work together. Right. So for me, one of the uh, initiatives I'm most happy about is that we go out to eat. Right. We go outside of the office as a team, pick a restaurant, and we eat. Like that's that's amazing that we can sit down just together and say like. This is great food. How are you? What are you doing this weekend? Right? Like really shaking it up as a team. Uh, And also, I really, I really love to make sure that people are IP, get their aspirations technically. So I make sure to really follow up on conferences and then make sure to, to. Get people out there right gather people say you guys what about you going to we actually have some guys going to poland uh, in, a, in a few weeks that's i i think that's amazing right because then you you were you are taking that small team and making sure that they're getting closer and by you know when you have closer relations you are work pro- hopefully getting you know Work done uh, as well. Uh, like it, the whole thing just flows better, right? So for me, it's also a lot of making sure that the team just works. And I know I keep saying it, but it's the uh, open feedback culture, right? We have that. We need to have that as well. So we we need to be able to talk together. We need to be able to. I need to go be able to go to my director uh, and and say I, I need this. And and I you know and and I don't feel comfortable here and luckily he's the guy who's uh, he's great and he's listening and then we can do something about it right? uh, and I hope my team see that as a, that as well uh, both of me but also the teammates so so for me like it's the open feedback culture that, that really needs to get in there uh, like doing stuff together feeling comfortable about sharing stuff that's that's how you get great teams yeah Christopher come over to you.
3: Yeah, I think that was some, some really great points and a really good, uh, you know, way, way to handle these things. Uh, one more thing which I would add, which I think most companies uh, have is like social events and social gatherings, which I know for a lot of people, especially developers, can be a little bit, uh, you know, I think a lot of, can be controversial in the sense that I think a lot of people, they they, they see the job as, a, you know, only a workplace and if there's any kind of, you uh, you know events or arrangement that's outside of working hours, maybe they don't want to participate and know at least some people feel like that. Uh, but what I will say to to any kind of uh, developers, anybody involved in the industry in general is that I think it's a it's a good idea to go, even if you don't necessarily feel like it uh, because the thing is that when if you do it on a Friday and you come back Monday and you sit at the lunch table, even if you, you don't want to be uh, the best of friends with these people, you have something to talk about, right? You can talk about the things that happen at the company party or the PayPal event or whatever it may be. Um, so I think it's a, it's a really good for all developers to also take this initiative to do things outside of working hours because in turn, even though it uh, it's not directly correlated to work, it can definitely help help the team spirit that you, you don't only... Really, uh, uh, to, are together when you're working, but you're also together in your quote-unquote free time. Uh, and I think this is also one of the secrets to having a, a really strong team uh, and a really strong art together is that you, you get to do a little bit of everything. Also, in terms of what you said, Patrick, uh, maybe the, the two people who are going to Poland, they probably will experience a lot of fun things there, and then they can talk about that when they get home as well. But I think, I think that's also a very important aspect.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, to add to that, I, I don't think you... I don't think you you get all developers out there, but I mean, to the company party, that that's uh, that's probably a stretch, right? That's why I think it's it's good just to take the team, right? Because they know each other, so they're more comfortable with each other, and then you can really make sure that you get to know each other. It doesn't have to be personal; it can still be technical. You can do, but but having that experience together in a non-working environment, like having lunch. Just a, a, like a simple thing as having lunch outside of the office in work hours, like that, that does something, right? It, it it feels it 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 starts to feel more natural. Of course, we're still co-workers and stuff like that, but but you you get this nice atmosphere uh, that you want to be in, right? Uh, you you want to work with these guys. They're they're I mean they're they're just as great. Uh, regardless so so it's a good way of just making sure that those developers who doesn't go to uh the company parties right they do still get to be social around though the those they work with every day yeah i think that's a
0: great point very awesome point to finish on as well guys so i think we'll leave
2: it there for today
0: this has been the evolution exchange podcast i really do want to take this opportunity to thank christopher patrick and all providing not only their insights, but their fantastic questions. And of course, thank you guys for listening. If you would like to get involved with one of our upcoming podcasts, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or via email at sam.williamson at evolution-nordics.com. See you next time.